Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Water Cooler, the world's most statistically average sports podcast. Brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Check us out today at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V. My name is Ryan Saber, the most electrifying voice in sports information. And with me, as always. What's up, guys? It's Lukey. What are we talking about today? Getting a little late, late start this week. We are going to recap week four in the NFL. We'll do a little preview of week five coming up. Actually, it's going to happen the day this comes out. The Thursday night game will be on. And then we'll do take a little bit of a step back, take a look at college football last week, talk about that a little bit, and preview this upcoming week in college football. Before we get in the show, a word from our sponsor. Football is back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as your favorite teams are back for another amazing football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. All right. Last week, tough, tough week last week. We went one and four. You know, we're not going to make any excuses. We're going to be back, though. Have I won a bet yet this year? You, I don't think so. I don't or, even know who I took last week. You took the Thursday night game. You oh, took, that's right. I took you the took Cincinnati. Yeah. T-Law showed out. Yes. So we are currently 8-12-1 so far this season. We Ooh. got some. We got some work to do, but two good weeks, man. We're back in this thing. We're on top. So who do you like this week? Well, I got a sure money hitter right here. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> The guy that's 0-5. Uh, I got the over in the Cleveland Browns-Los Angeles Chargers game, over 46 and a half. I got four. Alabama's just destroying everybody. They have Texas A&M this week. They're minus 18. You know, normally you're thinking, oh, Texas A&M was ranked at one point. They're not anymore after that loss to Arkansas. And then, you know, I don't know. So I like Alabama on the road, minus 18. We're going – look. We're going with Blue Bloods this week. I'm not fucking around with anything. So the next one, over 50 and a half, Michigan at Nebraska. Michigan scoring a lot of points. Nebraska scoring a lot of points. 50 and a half feels a little low for me. So go ahead and take the points in that game. In the pro game, Carolina, minus three and a half at home against Philadelphia. Take them. McCaffrey's going to play. This spread's already moving. So the, the, the public has moved this spread from four to three and a half. Uh, so obviously people like Philly in this. So fade the public, Carolina minus three and a half. And then the Sunday night special, not going to go any spreads. Just go over 56 and a half, Buffalo at KC. These teams score a lot of points. Buffalo's defense has been good, but they, it's been good against bad teams. Both these teams are going to score points. Buffalo's going to score points. Both these teams are going to be 30 plus. So go over 56 and a half. 
Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your bonus. That's B-L-E-A-V. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. All right, week four. Just get right into it. Stock up, stock down. Who's your team to stock up? I got a few here that I wanted to touch on. Um, we're gonna go. We're gonna go teams and players. Yeah, I got. A, I got a few different things. I got a few different I like things. It. I got. A, I got I like a unit. It when you do that, I got a unit. I got a team. I got a player. Let's let's do it all. I like right, it. So. Start with Browns defense trending up. Um, we saw him last week. Everyone was the talk of the town was uh, was Justin Fields. He was a little rough. The Browns defense was on the other side of that. So give a little bit of credit there. But they're going against a team that had, uh, you know, their first rookie start. Then they played this past week and playing against a much, a much, much better offense in Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. And they put it to him. You know, their first drive happened and um, there wasn't a whole lot. uh of resistance in that first drive. But right after that, they gave up like 134 yards after that first possession. So really impressive. So overall in the year, they're eighth in EPA per play, third in defensive DVOA. The defensive line is finally getting pressure and they're doing it without blitzing. So you know it's coming from the D-line. They're 22nd in blitz percentage, fourth in pressure percentage. Compare that to 26 last year from from that uh, from that defense. The thing is, though, is when they do bring a blitzer, they're getting home, right? Like, yes, when they're bringing they they like to blitz with the secondary guys, with the corners and the safeties. And when they do it, they're getting there. And then also, you know, I just wanted to mention these two Garrett and uh, Wu Wusu Karamura. They uh, they have the eighth and ninth best defensive grade in the entire NFL at uh, 89.9 and 89.8. They're just outside the 90-point club. They're, uh, that stops at number seven, but they're just outside of that. I'd also like to mention that uh, Ogba and Nassib also in the high 80s. Thank you, John Dorsey. Okay, this next one is like a combination here. It's going to go Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals both. This is kind of a team-up. The Cardinals themselves are number two in EPA per play on offense, number five on defense, only team in the NFL to have two in the top five. And Kyler has usurped your golden boy for the MVP front runner. I know we don't like to talk about this early, but uh, he is the MVP front runner. He's number three in EPA per play and CPOE composite, number three in QBR and number four PFF pass grade. He's not just doing it with his legs, folks. He is a, uh, a fantasy monster and a real life monster this year. And then I'm also going to give you a couple of um, I haven't played much fantasy, much DraftKings this year. I mm-hmm. might dabble back into it. If you're playing in tournaments, uh, you know, we host that uh I think it's a Stumbles Bar tournament that that hosts it. It's not Stumbles anymore. I, mean, I apologize. It's, the, it's well, the former Stumbles. We'll have to edit that part out. I apologize. No, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, shout out to Stumble Stiltskins under new ownership. So it's the former Stumbles owners that are doing that. Yeah, former Stumbles owners. Couple couple of fantasy plays for for tournament styles. You know where the top couple win. Odell Beckham Jr. He's second in total air yards over the last two weeks. That's usually a big indicator for when a receiver is getting close to, to, to blowing up. Baker's been bad. I, I don't think he, he had played his worst pro game last week. I don't think we'll see that again, maybe ever from him. Um, and then also um, uh, Sutton, the receiver in um, uh, Denver, fourth in air yards for the season. Now, I know that they got Drew Locke. We know he likes to air it out. He's not super accurate with that big arm. 
But uh, again, fourth in air yards. He, he, and, likes, to, uh, he likes to dance too. And they're, they're going to throw it. So a couple of plays for you there if you're looking. Um, and they're probably going to be a little bit cheaper too. This is, uh, OBJ didn't really produce this past week. Not his fault, as I said, a second in total air yards. Look for those two guys to, uh, to blow up soon. All good stock ups. I'm glad with that extensive list of yours that ours didn't cross over. So that's good. I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys. This Cowboys team is interesting to me. Their defense is probably not as good of a unit as their offense, but they're certainly significantly improved over what they were last year. Diggs, the corner from from Alabama, is an absolute stud. He's got five interceptions. Uh, Micah Parsons is really starting to become impactful. So I, I really like what that team's doing. They've shown they can win different ways. Last couple of weeks, they've really started to run the football more and feature Zeke in a way that they haven't done in a while. They've also shown, you know, they can win by, by throwing the football. So week one, they, they hung with Tampa. They lost. Tampa's a good football team. They lost that game. They beat the Chargers on the road. They're the only team to beat the Chargers. And then uh, they hung it on a division rival in the Eagles. I mean, they kicked the Eagles ass. That game shouldn't even should have been way worse than it was because there was some fluky turnover stuff in the first quarter there. And then they looked very good last week against a good defense. So I really like what we're seeing from Dallas. They obviously have a soft division and a soft schedule because they Dak was hurt last year and they didn't finish high in their division rankings. So I think we're going to see this team creep up into the 11, 12, 13 win range. Uh, They're high overall in in power rankings, and and I like what the Dallas Cowboys are doing. So who's your stock down? Yeah, nothing nothing wrong with that. I'll get into Dallas in a few seconds here. Trending down, for me, it was was Denver, the Denver Broncos. Um, I know I just mentioned uh, Sutton as a play, but uh, maybe that could be why. They're trailing good game script. They got exposed a little bit. They dropped from five to 15 in DVOA, which was more due to their offensive grade. Once Teddy goes out, they really need him to be a, a winning football team. And I think that that's, that's more at play for them than it is anything else. I think that defense is still really good. Number two in EPA per play. I mean, the defense is still really good, but we saw what they were, what, what, what happens when they go against a team that's that we all thought was a little bit better than them. I, th- I think that uh, they, they played three teams that hadn't won a game yet. And I still think that Denver is in that slightly above 500 range. I think that they're probably a team that's can win nine games, eight, nine, 10 games, anywhere from there and, and maybe push for a playoff, uh, a playoff. But uh, we got a little excited. Some people did. We didn't on this show, but some people got a little excited. Picked them about to them. beat the Ravens last week. <laughs> some people got a little bit excited about them. That's my trending now. Yeah. I'm going to push back on that because I don't know how much we really expected from Denver going into the season and that, that three and oh was a little smoke and mirrors i certainly got a little bit too excited but my stock down i gotta go with the rams it's tough loss at home after a big win last week against tampa bay was there a hangover situation did they you know not expect arizona to be as good offensively as they were I you know I don't know the answer to that Arizona jumped out on them early and they just they struggled to get back into the game the defense didn't really play very well which is surprising now 
you know, Kyler's obviously a dynamic player, can move around, escape. They've got, you know, weapons. Chase Edmonds had a really, really good game. They they used him not only running the ball, but throwing to him out of the backfield. So it's interesting to watch what he does for the rest of the season. If he can stay healthy, he's a real weapon for them. Rondell Moore kind of emerged again after being kind of invisible the, the couple weeks before that. So, you know, the Rams, I just think that that's the first time they've seen that version of the offense. I think they were feeling themselves a little bit coming off of that Tampa, that big Tampa Bay win. A little bit of a hangover there. And, and I'm going to say one thing. I got to see more Robert Woods out of the Rams. And this isn't because I have him on three of my four fantasy teams. It's just because he is really good. And they don't use him enough. And they're, I understand they're throwing the ball to Cooper Cup a lot, and Cooper Cup's making a lot of plays, but eventually teams are going to shut that down. So they need to go to the other side of the field. You know, two weeks ago against Tampa, they used Deshaun Jackson to take the top off. You, you didn't see any of that. You know, I get it. You know, Cooper Cup is running this China route, and Hunter Renfro running the China route. They talked about it at nauseum on Monday Night Football, which is really interesting, and it's a cute route and all that. But let's get let's get Robert Woods more involved. So my stock down this week is the Rams. Yeah, not much to, uh, to disagree with there. I definitely agree. I, I mean, if there is a hangover thing, then th- then their stock should probably be down anyway. Because if, if you're if you're at a hangover off a win, then um, maybe you're not as good as we might've thought. It happens. It happens to teams. You know that. All right, let's move into best win, worst loss. Who's your best win of the week? Uh, Let's start with um, worst loss. (laughs) Who's your worst loss? All right. So let's go with, I got to go with Tennessee here. The Jets have been squarely number one in our chase for the for the first pick since week one i believe that they hadn't done anything they've looked awful they got shut out the week before and i'm just looking at this game now just the scoring plays and tennessee opens with three straight field goals now look one was fourth and 17 one was fourth and 14 one was fourth and and the next one was fourth and 14 but that's you're leaving a lot of points on the field there And, and look you probably have to kick the field goals in those situations but that is tough that that's tough tough pill to swallow and if you look at it it probably cost them the game I know that they didn't have their two wide receivers. There's no excuse. I mean, you got to find a way to beat the Jets. Just, just an awful game. Uh, Tannehill, Tannehill was actually okay. I mean, not great. Three, 30, for, 30 for 49 for 298 yards and a touchdown. Zach Wilson had his best game as a pro, 21 for 34 for 297 with two touchdowns and a pick, but 33 carries for Henry. I mean, they just got to find a way. You just can't lose to the Jets. It's just that's the worst loss on the board, I believe. Week 15 last year, the Browns lost to the Jets. Without any receivers. <laughs> Without any receivers. You can't lose to the Jets. However, the Browns didn't have any receivers. Yeah. They all had COVID and were out. So, you know, I get it. Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, significant loss. I agree with you. You know, I thought that one was a little bit too easy. I'm actually going to go with Jacksonville. And obviously, oh. Jacksonville's situation. has gotten even worse this week. We're not going to talk about the off the field stuff. Jacksonville losing 24, 21 to Cincinnati. They blew a 14 point lead period. They were up 14, nothing. They were rolling. Cincinnati really wasn't able to do anything. And the reality is, is that Jacksonville is a bad team. 
that's trying to win football games, right? Houston is a bad team that I believe is not trying to win football games. And you saw them get absolutely fucking mollywopped on Sunday, 40 to nothing. So it's like Jacksonville, I understand that they're a bad team, but they're actually going out and they're physically trying to win football games in a way that I think some of these other bad teams aren't. So I think that makes it even worse. And again, I talked about this last week with my worst loss in the Steelers. No pressure again on Joe Burrow. Now, they got one sack on Joe Burrow where the Steelers didn't get any, but two weeks in a row. For as terrible as that Cincinnati offensive line is to only sack Joe Burrow once in two weeks, that tells me that these teams aren't selling out to go out and get this guy. No creative, no creativity offensively with Jacksonville. You know, Trevor Lawrence, he had an okay game, but he just doesn't look comfortable to me. Doesn't feel look comfortable in the pocket, doesn't look comfortable with the offense. He's running around a lot. He was, you know, throwing that jukey shit <laughs> where he's trying to be like Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray, and he's just not that type of athlete. Jacksonville losing to Cincinnati felt really deflating. And then, again, like I said, there was some additional deflation <laughs> oh, for that team and organization afterwards. So let's let's leave it at that. Let's go best win, though. Yeah, for best win, there's a pretty obvious one out there, but I already spoke on them a little bit. It, it was Arizona over L.A., but I'm going with a different one here. I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys over the Carolina Panthers at home, and not because the Panthers were undefeated coming in and, and we knew that they were good, but they hadn't. Sam Darnold hadn't taken a snap when trailing all season. And I think that that's fairly impressive when you think about it. No matter who your competition is, these are still pros. So that was very impressive to begin with, and Dallas came out and punched him in the mouth. I watched this game a little bit before about the first three and a half quarters before we came on this afternoon so that I would have something to, to talk about. But um, Dallas was running through huge lines, man. That old line looks like it might be back. Dak was amazing. He had 0.37 EPA per play, 10.4 total in the game. Darnold played well, too. So like I, I, I think that uh, you know they came back and were able to get within one score with four and a half minutes to go. But that Dallas offense, you know, you, you had you talked about it earlier, trending up uh, that Dallas is a team. The defense looks really good. Just pulling up their DVOA, DVOA right now. They're number two overall, number three in offense and uh, number 10 in defense. So if that if that offense, if it stays up there in around two, three in the league, which, um, you know, you had mentioned, I was a little bit skeptical of it coming in. You know, they, they look like they could be a real contender. So th that was definitely my uh, my most impressive best win of the week. Do you think, based on what we've seen, obviously early, but through four weeks, would you consider them a contender in the NFC, possibly to maybe represent the NFC in the Super Bowl? Um, yeah, I think that you have to put them in the list. I think that that the, the like the list of legitimate contenders in that conference probably ends with them, depending on how you see the NFC West teams, but excluding the NFC West, they're certainly better than New Orleans. Um, I don't think Green Bay. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, you, I think they're up, you know, Tampa, the Rams, the, Rams, I, the yeah. Packers. I think they're with those teams. I'm not ready to go in on Arizona that way yet. Arizona's certainly been impressive. I'm impressed with what they've done, but I'm not going to put them 
even though they beat the Rams last week, I, I still don't think they're better than the Rams. So that probably sounds dumb, but no, not at all. I would, I disagree with you, but I don't think it sounds dumb. <laughs> yeah. I would put Dallas, I would put Dallas up there in that, in that top group, but at the bottom of the top group. Yeah. I think, yeah, we agree. So my best win, I'm going to go with Seahawks beating San Francisco 28, 21 at San Francisco. You know, I always like it when a team, usually my best win is a road team because it's tough to win in the NFL. It's really tough to win on the road. It's a good road win against a divisional opponent. I think it's really important because last week you and I were both talking about how, you know, Seattle needed to show us something. They would have fallen to one and three. And to me, that feels like not making the playoffs territory when you fall to one and three. So it it maybe hasn't saved their season, but it, helped it for the time being Russ was making some great plays with his arms and his feet. He made that one amazing throw, uh, you know, and they found a way to win when the defense played poorly. That's the other thing. Trey Lance was just out there fucking running around, chucking the ball around Debo Samuel. There wasn't a player in that, in that first touchdown he threw to Debo Samuel, there wasn't a player for a, a, a Seattle defensive player for like 20 yards. So their defense played poorly and they found a way to win on the road against a tough division opponent opponent. So I'm going to call that the win of the week for me. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I like picking a road team too. And when a guy like Trey Lance comes in, you have no real frame of reference for him. You don't know what it's going to look like. Look, he's still a rookie, but it was it was interesting to too because I, I did see some of that game where he's just dropping back. He's looking at one read, and if it's not there, he's yeah, like, "Let's go make a play, baby." Yeah. <laughs> this is fun. It's fun to watch. But yeah, like that today. Matt Nagy came out and said that Justin Fields is going to be the starter for the rest of the year. Do you anticipate that. that's the same situation in San Francisco? No, just because of the way that Shanahan has talked about both. You know, he came right out and said, Trey Lance is our number two quarterback because he, he looks like a, he looks like a number two quarterback because he's our number two quarterback. Like he's not he's not a starter. So I, I don't think so. I think that they the problem is they might Jimmy might be out too long to where he might have to just do it. Three to four weeks, I think, is is kind of what they're saying. To me, that feels like enough time for him to get comfortable with what they're doing. I mean, last week, he just kind of got thrown into the existing game plan. This week, they're actually going to have a game plan designed for him. So that Mm -hmm. offense may look a little bit different, right? Because their game plan, the entire game plan is structured around Trey's strengths and weaknesses. So I would lean the other way. I I think we've probably seen the last of Jimmy Garoppolo in a San Francisco uniform, you know, barring any injury. So... That's a good point. I don't think I realized how long Jimmy was supposed to be was supposed to pegged to be. They haven't come out and said it yet. So Jimmy said a couple weeks. Usually when the player says a couple weeks, it's always longer than the player thinks it's going to be. Right. So I'm just I'm just guessing we're looking at probably three or four weeks. Yeah, that should be more than enough time for um, for Lance to impress. I mean, look, he's he's not he's not great. He's not great. He's not a great quarterback by any stretch of the imagination yet. I just wanted to get a. a, uh, I just think he's going to excite the fan base in a way that Jimmy Garoppolo can't. And I think he's going to excite the owner and, you know, the GM. And I I think there's going to be so much pressure on Shanahan 
to stick with him because of how dynamic he's going to be. Great arm talent, obviously can move, and you know he's he's physically gifted with his feet as well. So I I just I don't see them going back. Garoppolo is fucking boring, man. Yeah, Trey Lance of uh, all all quarterbacks have taken a snap has the uh, the third worst CPOE at minus ten point one. But he does have the sixth best EPA per play. <laughs> this kid's this cat's wild, man. Seven point two air yards, a lot of screens, and a lot of chucking the ball down the field for them. So it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do this week. Yep. All right. Top five. Who's your top five after four weeks? I'm shaking it all up. Okay. Like this this is going to change for me. I just realized it's going to change for me. Like every week, I feel like now I, I try not to overreact. I try to keep it the same. But I want to put like twelve teams in here. I want to put like 12 teams in here and I can't. So we're starting out with a new, a newcomer at number five, the Arizona Cardinals are in at number five. Talked about them already. Only team in the league and and, and top five at both EPA on offense and defense and a front runner for MVP at quarterback. That's a great recipe. Uh, Baltimore. I moved them up one spot from last week. Not a, not a uber impressive win two weeks ago against uh, Detroit. We talked about it. You know, Marquise Brown missed some touchdowns and, uh, I thought it was just a really solid win this past week over a team that that is probably just on the outside of contention on the road. Number three, I'm keeping KC right there in the same spot. Uh, number two, I thought that Tom Brady got outplayed in bad weather by a rookie quarterback, so I'm dropping them down, uh, dropping them down one spot to number two. And I got Buffalo. I got Buffalo at number one. Complete domination of a look, a very bad team and a rookie quarterback. Okay, we know, but. That team doesn't get beat 40 to nothing every week. So, you know, there's there's something to it. There's something to it. And um, for, for this week, I've got them with number one. I agree. And I think it let, goes back to this idea that we talked about maybe last week or the week before that, like, we don't know who's good. Everybody kind of has their moments of being good and bad right now. So I got some shakeup, too. I had a little bit of shakeup last week. I got a little bit of shakeup this week. Just outside the top five, I have the Packers, I have the Ravens, and I have the Kansas City Chiefs. I can't put a last place team in the top five. I just can't do it. They're two and two. They obviously have a good game this week. They can win it and put them right back in there. But just my moral fiber won't allow me to put a last place team this late in the season. I get it. It's only four games, but we're down the road a little bit. So I can't put Casey in there. Number five. I got the bills. It's nearly possible that they're going to be tied for first place next week. That's that's correct. Is what I said factual is what I said factual. Yes. Okay. So the, I got the bills at five. They haven't beat a good team, even though they're blowing teams out. They're plus 90. Yeah, I know. Differential. I got that stat for later. Don't worry. They haven't beat a good team. They've beat Miami. They've beat Houston. And who else did they beat? Miami, Houston, and uh, Washington. Washington. And Washington's defense, they have the third worst defense in the NFL. So, you know, if you look at yards given up and points per game and all that. So I'm going to put Buffalo at five. I'm going to put the Browns at four. I've had the Browns consistently at three. I'm going to move them down. Not because of anything the Browns have done. I wasn't as disappointed or taken back by the game last week. I thought it was a great win on the road against a good football team. Like those are benchmark wins. in in my opinion, you know, everybody gets too caught up in winning pretty and, and all that. This isn't 
you know, college football. This isn't the BCS or the playoff committee. Like it doesn't matter in the NFL how you win as long as you continue to win. So I'm going to keep the Browns at four or move them down to four. And it's not because of anything they did. I'm moving the Cardinals from out up to number three just because of how impressed I've been with how they've played. Now, that's going to all shake itself out, right? Because the Browns play the Cardinals next week. And, you know, we'll see (laughs) what happens there. I'm a little nervous about that game. Fuck, I'm nervous about the game this week against the Chargers. But I'm going to put the Cardinals slightly ahead of them. And then I flip-flopped my teams at one and two. I had, I had the Rams at one last week and Tampa Bay at two. I put Tampa back at one. I put the Rams at two. To your point, great teams don't have that hangover stuff happen to them. So I'm a little concerned there. And look, you know, I thought that Mac Jones out, quote-unquote, outplaying Tom Brady in, in bad weather and all that, and that's your, your quote. I think that's a little bit exaggerated. I heard it from a lot of different people. That was an impossible situation for him. The weather was terrible. He A range of emotions. It was hard for him to focus on the football game. He's got his family, his wife, his kids. Everybody's in the stands. That was not a normal game for him. And I get it. He's played in every situation, Super Bowls, the whole nine yards, must-win games, everything. That's the first time he's seen that situation. So they won the game. And even if New England would have hit that 56-yard field goal, he had enough time to drive down the fucking field and beat them anyway. So I almost wanted them to hit the field goal so he could do that. And I think if that would have happened, the narrative would be much different, right? I think the, the, the miss, Nick Folk missing that field goal at the end there lends itself to more criticism of Tom Brady. So a little bit of a shakeup, but still keeping Tampa at one. And, uh, you know, this is going to work itself out with the Cardinals, the Browns, the Bills, Kansas City, and then a team that's looming even further outside of the top five is is definitely the Los Angeles Chargers. So, yeah, nothing for me to uh, to comment on. You got anything on the bottom three or, you know, the race for the number one pick, the poop, the poop of the pack? (laughs) Yeah. This is the Jaguars moving to number one now because I'm just that's just a dumpster fire of a situation. Um, again, we're not going to get into it, but yeah, let's go with them at at uh, at I guess 32 at 31. I mean, it's tough now. The the, the New York squad's got wins. You moving them out of there? I got. I'll, I'll I'll move Detroit in there, and I'm keeping the Jets at three just because, like, just ah, uh, just so gross. So, not a whole lot of movement for me. My third worst is it's Atlanta. They've given up 128 points. They have a minus 50 differential. Oh, like Jesus. Atlanta is not good. And it's scary that basically their only offensive weapon right now is Cordero Patterson. Like that is the state that they're in. They, they drafted Kyle Pitts. They have Calvin Ridley. They gave uh, Mike Davis all that money. And they're using Cordero Patterson like he's fucking Marshall Falk, for Christ's sake. So that, to me, is a major concern. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, my God, it took the league a decade to figure out Cordero Patterson. That's just all they have. So that's concerning. I'm going to push back a little bit because he's playing like 27% of the snaps and he's just going off. Like, that's that's a credit to him, I think. Okay. But your 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 point's fair. 
It's valid. My second worst team, it's Houston. And the only reason I'm putting Houston in there instead of Jacksonville is because of what I said earlier. Jacksonville's trying to win games. I think they're going to win like two or three games. Houston has officially said, we're fucking, we're done. We're going to lose. We're trying to go get a fucking quarterback. We are in the race for whoever, Spencer Rattler, whoever whoever they think is the number one quarterback, Sam Howell, I don't fucking know. We'll find out here in the next few months. The kid from Nevada, Carson Strong, whatever, whoever. The actual number one pick, Malik Willis. Yeah, you know, Willis is doing big things, but, you know, there's going to be a knock on him because he plays for Liberty and competition and all. Anyway, this isn't this isn't a draft <laughs> preview. The point is Alex Gilstrap. I yeah, we'll have we'll have Alex back on. I've got Houston as the second worst instead of Jacksonville just because of the team and how they're being led. <laughs> and I have to say that with a little bit of laugh. You know what? We're not herb. Do better, baby. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. And then my worst team, it's the fucking Jets, dude. I don't care if they win, if they won, if they beat. Dude, they've only scored 47 points. They've scored 47 points in four games. It's They scored like half of those this weekend, didn't they? Yeah. They're bad. And nobody's going to convince me. Sure, Zach Wilson has made a a couple really great throws. He's made a few really bad throws. That offensive line's terrible. They can't run the football. Their defense sucks. They're not going to win. They might. They might. It's going to be a race between these three teams, I feel. I think Detroit's good enough to win a few games. I think the Giants are really bad, but they're going to win a few games. Like, we got Jets, Houston, Atlanta. Like, these might be one or two win teams so it's going to be a race there shit miami's also minus 47 i mean god what happened there i guess two i mean but come on i don't know they they may start tanking too because i don't know if i don't know if they love to another fish tank yeah that's a tough situation i was reading an article today that was talking about how you know, they were sitting there at four or five or whatever, and they could have taken two or Herbert and, you know, they went to instead of Herbert. But the reality is this article, I can't remember who wrote it. Basically, the, the author was like, you know what, if if the Chargers would have been sitting at five with Miami at six or wherever, if it was vice versa, they probably would have taken two as well. So they just got lucky, lucky by chance. Anyway. All right. Let's look ahead. Let's look ahead to week five. What games are you excited for this week? This week's pretty good. Um, I think a little bit better than last week. There weren't a great, a lot of great games. I don't, I don't think on the schedule last week when you're looking at it beforehand, but these games will always give you something. I mean, this is the first good Thursday night game we've had in a long time. Looking forward to that one in an NFC West battle. I mean, shit, the Browns and the Chargers, that's a great, that could be a great game. Uh, two young coaches that don't like to kick the ball, whether that's punting or kicking field goals. So I, a couple of good defenses too. So I think that over under, as I've already stated, is, is pretty low. But uh, for me, I mean, the game of the week is has got to be the Bills and the Chiefs. So I know that you have the Bills just outside your top five or, or I'm sorry, the Chiefs five. just outside. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, I've got, I've got these two teams, one and three. I think it'll be a good game. I, I you know, I think uh, I'm not going to say that the, Buffalo is going to get exposed a little bit, but I think that um, 
I think the Chiefs are going to be able to score on them. And uh, see the over-under listed here is 56.5. So I'm, I'm not going to give a pick on that, but I think that, that uh, that'll get challenged pretty easily. Well, Buffalo is the only team that can get exposed in this game. So because everybody knows the Chiefs, Defense, defense sucks and Mahomes is a turnover machine. So, <laughs> all right, for me, I just wanted to see the look on your face. Relax, pal. It's, it's cute. I don't want to get you over here punching the computer screen. It's real cute. I got a few Rams at Seahawks on Thursday night. As you said, first good Thursday night game in a long time. I want to see if the Rams can bounce back, beat a good team on the road like it happened to them last week. This NFC West is still up in the air. It's it's anybody's to win. And I think it's a likelihood that three teams are going to make it to the playoffs out of the NFC West. So lots of good teams, good challenges for these for these teams in the NFC West week in and week out. Really looking forward to the Thursday night game. And mostly the Thursday night game is going to be the only one I get to watch because I'm going on vacation this weekend. So the next game that I'm really excited for, I'm also fucking terrified of. So I'm really glad that I'm not going to have to watch it. And that's the Browns at the Chargers. Second straight week with a road test for the Browns. How are they going to look? How are they going to bounce back? Bounce back in terms of some of the miscues and the misses on offense. They haven't really played a good defense yet. Vikings were okay. They've been an okay defense. But the Chargers are the best defense they've played yet. They're number seven team in the NFL uh, for points per game against. Every team that they've played so far has scored the fewest points that they have of the season. So I'm really interested in the game plan. I think we're going to see the Browns. They should be able to run the football, right? The Chargers have the fourth worst run defense in football from yards given up a game. So I think there's going to be an opportunity for us to feed Chubb, feed Hunt. So I'm really looking forward to that. And the Browns have the second best defense in football. They're only giving up 250 yards per game, second best defense in yards given up. And then they're third in yards given up in the, both the pass and the run. They're getting pressure on the quarterback. We've seen Herbert make mistakes. I just, this is a great test. If the Browns can win this game, there's the, the sky is the limit for them. And look, Baker, you know, I, I mean, I'm not going to go as far to say that Baker needs to bounce back because they're winning football games, but he needs to bounce back. He needs to be better. He needs to be better. That's all I'm going to say. They they showed some tape today. Some of the Browns guys on Twitter that that breakdown film, Jake Burns and some of the other guys were talking about how on that play that he missed Odell, the safety was straddling the two routes and Which time? The, the the big one. Well, he missed him three times for well, touchdowns. He there was two bit there was two blatant ones. The big one at the end when he threw it behind him. Look, don't don't don't. That's a Super Bowl fucking caliber quarterback, and he's going to show it this week against a good team. All it's right. a Super Bowl quarterback roster. Uh, I'm not, I'm not even close to the that. With Super right Bowl now. caliber quarterback. All right, let's move into the NFL pick them. I am three and seven. I only won the Browns last week. I picked Detroit to beat Chicago and Denver to beat 
the Ravens. So that was a fucking mistake. You are five and five. You're 500. So straight up, you're 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 picking winners, as many winners as losers. So three and seven, five and five. I got some work to do. We got five more this week. You ready? Let's go. Rams at Seahawks. The Seahawks are plus two and a half. I got the Seahawks winning. Which you, I was shocked you didn't do last week, and you you could have been you could have been above five hundred on this one. I'm going to take the Rams on the road. That line has moved a point and a half. It's moved a point and a half in the fa- in the favor of Seattle. It was plus one at opening in the last three days. Whatever it's it's moved a point and a half. So now they're plus two and a half. So Vegas is trying to get people to vote on or to to bet on Seattle. Everybody's voting on the or betting on the Rams. So I'm gonna go Rams on that one. Next game, New Orleans at the Washington football team. Washington football team plus one. Uh, give me Washington. Yeah, I, I think this is a game. I'm taking Washington as well. I think we start to see this Washington defense emerge. That's probably been the unit that's been the most underwhelming you know you, this year. Doing a little bit more research into it last year, they did really well against bad quarterbacks, people quarterbacks that have a propensity to maybe turn the ball over. Now, Sean Payton's doing a good job managing Jameis's attempts so as not to have him turn the ball over, but we'll see. I like Washington as well. All right. Browns and Chargers. Chargers minus one and a half. Chargers. I'm taking the Browns. It's a short week for the Chargers, which I think is, is important because of the concepts, the scheme that Stefanski runs. Now, look, Staley's a defensive genius, so he may be able to overcome that, but it's a big game for the Chargers. It's a bounce-back game for the Bake Show. I got the Browns winning on the road. Huge win for the Cleveland Browns. Jets at Falcons, Falcons minus three, poop bowl part two. Poop bowl. My God. Give me the Falcons. You're going to ride that train, huh? Yeah. I'm taking the Jets are the worst team. The yeah, Jets are the worst I'm, team. I'm taking the Falcons too, but I think this is going to be, there's going to be some shitty football. So, you know, if take over. it's for sure going to blow up. Take the over, over 46. I'm telling you right now, take the over. Or you could have like, this could be like a fucking nine to six game. It's going to be fireworks left and right. All right. So you got the Falcons. I got the Falcons. And last but not least, Buffalo at Kansas City. Kansas City is favored by two and a half in this game. Buffalo. You're taking Kansas City to go two and three. I got Buffalo as my number one team. I got Buffalo too. Kansas City and Buffalo have both scored 134 points. Buffalo's point differential is 90. Kansas City's point differential is nine. The only defense in the NFL that's given up more points than Kansas City is the Atlanta Falcons. I don't know how. If if Mahomes makes one mistake, if there's any fumbles, they can't win games against good teams. I think that they're at a disadvantage from the opening kickoff. So, until I see something differently from their defense in most games this year that they play good teams, I'm going to have, even though I think Kansas City is a good football team on the offense, they're obviously not a good defense team, but I'm, I'm probably going to pick the other team to beat them most of the time. Now they're going to pull some of these games out because, you know, Mahomes will have the ball last and they're, they're unstoppable in that situation. Even if they have to kick a field goal, Bucker's the second best 
kicker in football, blah, 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 for all the reasons. I expect Buffalo to win this pretty handily. What does that mean? You know, 10, scores. 10 scores. Seven, seven to 10, you know, so I, think, I don't think I think, it, a, I think a couple scores pretty easily. Yeah. Okay. So the only difference we have this week is the Rams and Seahawks and the Browns and Chargers. Now, before we move into a few good minutes on college football, I'm making my water cooler football challenge lineup change. Oh, shit. I'm not fucking right. I'm not screwing around with this thing. I am in a situation that you were in last year where I have two teams that aren't very good. I have Tennessee and I have the Washington, Washington. football team. I'm moving on from the Washington football team. I'm going to stay. And I sat here and I was like, well, since we can only make one change, what do you want to do? I think the Titans are still going to win their division. And I don't think that Washington is. So I think that's the difference. So I'm trading out Washington for Arizona. All right. I just can't continue to take losses. This one's going to be a lot closer than it was last year. Even though I have the Super Bowl teams, I still have the Browns in the in Tampa Bay. Uh, I'm I'm concerned a little bit. I'm up by one. You're up by one. You have the Chargers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I took Washington instead of the Chargers, and that was a fucking mistake. But that's the name of the game. So. Do you want to? Are you ready to make a change yet? Or are you going to roll what you got? Well, I, I mean, there's no real pressure on me to do so yet. We'll see what happens with the Rams and the Seahawks tomorrow. Okay. All right. So let's transition college football. A few good minutes on college football. Can't talk about college football without talking about big win. Big win for Michigan. 38-17 at Wisconsin. That's a game. I talked about it last week. They normally just get fucking smacked beat down and they came out they beat down wisconsin they showed a new wrinkle to their offense with this backup quarterback who i believe they're going to start using more in in situations which you know Cade mcnamara eh, we'll, we'll see we'll see how that impacts the team long term but great win for them is michigan for real is the question that's out there i still need to see more i don't know what your opinion is uh, but i personally still need to see more from them. You know, they still have road games against Michigan State. They got a road game at Penn State. And then obviously the game that looms every year, they have Ohio State. Now they have Ohio State at home. This Ohio State defense isn't very good. Ohio State's, you know, not playing particularly great week in and week out right now, but it's a long time between now and when that game happens. So I still need to see more, but I was happy, happy with the win. That was a good win for them. I mean, do you think Michigan's for real, or are you sort of in the same boat that I am with? You still need to see more. They're pretty good. Um, I don't know. This is a crazy year. Like, uh, all these teams that I don't think are very good just keep winning. So, like, I don't know. I need to watch them a little bit more to have, like, a, a very informed opinion. But I think they're fine. I think they're good. They're on every Saturday, bud. Well, I got stuff to do. I get to watch football on Sundays. That's what happens when you have kids. That's right. You got to go get ice cream and stuff on Saturdays, right? Whatever do, they want. Do yard work, all that. All right. So week six coming up. We're already in week six in college football, which is crazy, right? There's some good games this week. Not as good as week five. We had a lot of great games last week. 
let's just go down the list here. Number six, Oklahoma at number 21, Texas. That's going to be a good game, I believe. Both those teams are, I think they're a lot closer than they've been in a long time. So that's at noon on ABC. Texas is plus three in that game, so they're a home dog. We'll see what happens. You know, Sarkeesian has turned that team around. That running back from Texas is dynamic. He's probably going to be, you know, he'll flash on the screen. So that's going to be a really, really good game. Number 13, Arkansas at number 17, Ole Miss. That's at noon on ESPN. Ole Miss is minus six and a half. Both those teams are coming off epic beatdowns. Georgia beat the piss out of Arkansas. Alabama just bludgeoned Ole Miss. So you got two teams that have played particularly well this season coming off of big losses. Let's see which one responds or if they both respond, but I think that's going to be a good football game. Number two, Georgia at number 18, Auburn. Auburn's a little bit of a surprise team this year. Now they are plus 14 and a half. They're a, they're a two touchdown home underdog and they're, you know, a top 25 ranked team. What did Arkansas lose by last week to Georgia? I don't think they scored. I think they lost like 38 to nothing. They lost 37 nothing. 37 nothing. That was a Georgia's going to be Georgia's going to be Auburn by 50. You think Georgia's that good? I think Auburn's that bad. They just beat LSU. And LSU's not great, but something to write home about. I and guess. they played well against, they almost beat Penn State. Penn State's number four team in the country. So look, that game's on at 3:30. CBS. That'll be the SEC featured game of the week on CBS. Check that one out. The game of the week for me, four o'clock on Fox, Big Ten, number four, Penn State. At number three, Iowa. Iowa's minus two and a half. This game is really important for a couple reasons, but I think one that's most important is this is the path for Cincinnati to get into the top four because one of these teams is going to lose. So that's going to, UC is at number five. That's going to put them in position to be in the playoff ranking when that first ranking comes out, I think week seven or week eight, that's the key for them. Because if they're not in it the first time, it's going to be really easy for the committee to just kind of continue to push them off week after week. If they're in it the first go, sky's the limit. They've played their tough games for the season. They got they got a couple sort of tough ones left. I'm talking about the Bearcats now. They got ECU on the road last week of the season. They play UCF on the road. Outside of that, they got nobody. So, okay. Think, so, do you think what? Because one of those teams, like you mentioned, is going to lose on Saturday. Yes. Do you think Cincinnati makes it into the first playoff ranking? I do. I think they're going to move up to number four. I think they'll be number four in like the the AP or whatever. But I don't think they're going to be in the playoff ranking. I, do. I think they're going to be just outside. I do. It's going to be really hard because they were in the mix last year and they beat Notre Dame. I think it's set up for them to be in the conversation. So I think I'd be surprised, though, because, I mean, even with even with one of these two teams losing, I mean, they're going to lose to a top four team, whichever team loses. I, I just think that that's going to carry weight. Yeah, but they're still going to drop. Yeah, sure. And in, in the AP, but they might. We, the, the playoff committee has shown that they don't care. You they'll think stick a they're going to sit in there. there and go, yeah, I mean, they might. The committee, commi- they've done it. We've seen them do it. You're in and you're out. You got Michigan looming, too. I mean, Michigan is fast rising. 
So that's going to be interesting. It's fun this year because Clemson's not in the mix. They're not even in the top 25. Ohio State's not really in the playoff mix right now. Uh, I have a feeling they'll certainly be in the conversation before it's all said and done. There's an opportunity. It's Right now it's Alabama and Georgia, and then the other two spots are kind of up for grabs. So we'll see what happens. But it's I would love to see Cincinnati get an opportunity to play one of those big-time programs on the biggest stage. Oh, yeah, I'm rooting for it. I'm hoping for it. I just – I just I specifically in that first one, I just don't – I maybe, maybe, we'll see. You could be right. All right, in the coming weeks, we got the NBA preseason. It's here, so the NBA preview is coming. We got to get Stat Boy Colby back on the show. He's been texting me. We got baseball playoffs, hockey preseason's coming. We got to get another edition of Diamonds and Pucks, so I anticipate that'll be coming here in the near future. So NBA – Stat Boy Colby with Diamonds and Pucks. That's what you can expect in the coming weeks. Don't forget at WC Sports Pod, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, like, follow, and subscribe. We are now available on all your favorite streaming platforms Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere that you can find podcasts, you can find us. We are also available on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Check us out today at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V. And as always, we are presented by the one and only BetOnline.ag. With that, we love you and enjoy your lives. A shout out to NFL touchdown leader Patrick Mahomes. Somebody suck me. Turnover machine. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.